you see i'm your only son is it only son good night america how no, are morning. you good morning america how are you no i'm just Can't being confirmed you i'm already. your native son native yeah. son by a native american what a beautiful song yes you have joined mark and blink for another episode of moped outlaws and it's not just nationwide. Apparently, we've got audience in various parts of Europe. And China. <laughs> yeah. Greg and I were checking out the demographics, what little of them there are. And uh, we were amazed to see some consistent listeners in Istanbul. Wow. Well, shout out to you, Istanbul. Oh. Man, my heart goes out to you. I hope to visit one day on a yeah, moped. Me too. Yeah. That's a long ride across the ocean on a moped. Yeah, we'll be taking a trip on a ship with a stiff a upper lip. <laughs> Where is with this? Good be? caffeine drip. Oh, fuck yeah. Now I'm in. All in. You, you had me. <laughs> I bet they've got good coffee in Istanbul, right? Fuck yeah, they do. Are you kidding? Isn't Istanbul like near Turkey? I don't know. We'd have to check. Does any place in the world not have good coffee at this point? You know, that's a very, I think, gosh. Yeah, it's probably, yes, somewhere does, like the Congo, where they have anything. Where so everyone eats Anywhere that has bad coffee. Yeah. What yeah. is bad coffee? Like, it's been sitting out in the pot. It's weak, watery. Well, it's, you know, Maxwell House Instant is bad coffee. I don't care where you are. Okay, I'm not going to throw her under the bus, but my little sister loves instant coffee. (laughs) 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 Under the bus she goes. (laughs) She loves it. It is her go-to. And I love her for it, you know, because the joy she gets from it is, is a merry morning. All I drink is decaf. Really? Yeah. That is so sad to me. And uh, I was going through all my banking receipts because I'm working on my taxes and stuff. And I was seeing uh, where you and I went to to Red Whale Coffee. And I was like, oh, "Oh, can I write that off as a business meal? (laughs) Yes. The answer to that is yes. Uh Oh, jeez. R2-D2, you motherfucker. Who's calling? Scam likely. My friend, scam likely. I'm not picking it up this time because last time it didn't make the show better. It did not. It ruined it. You know what I love? Do you get those texts like, hey, it's been a while, you know, I've just, you know, just that, you know, like, or did you get that report in or some stupid shit like that? Yeah, I don't know. I get weird texts, but nothing like quite like that. Oh my God. But I get them, I get weird DMs on social media and I get texts from girls who supposedly thought I gave them my number. 
Right, exactly. They're total yeah. scams. My go-to reply sure. to all those is, I'm yeah. with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't bother That's me. Brilliant. I'm with your mom. What's brilliant is when they try to keep it going, wait, is this Gary? Do I have the right? I'm just like, shh, no. I'm with your mom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my God. <sighs> One person just started yelling. It was brilliant, like all caps. Fuck you, you fucking stupid. I was like, yeah, I'm with your mom. And just, wow. Yeah. That's like their, their facade melted instantly. <laughs> they had mother issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of mother issues, um, on this day, 60 years ago, my mom was in labor with me. Wow. Poor thing. Can you like imagine for, that? For over a day. It was like 36 hours or something. Wow. And she finally was like, all right, I'm ki- I'm pushing this kid out at 10 o'clock on the 7th. So it was like 10 p.m. She's like, I'm done. Get out. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah. You know what that's from? Try not to tap on the desk. Well, that was part of the effect. Well, when I was adding uh, last week, time I was to like, go. Time to go. You know what that's from? No. Pink Floyd, the wall. Oh. Didn't Roger Waters just redo the whole thing all by himself? The wall. <laughs> he did. I think he just re recorded the whole album. He just wouldn't let it go. The final cut was not the final cut. God, the final oh, no, cut. Dark Side of the Moon, he re recorded. He re recorded it. Yeah, Dark Side of not the Moon. Not remastered it. He re recorded it. Well, Roger Waters recently announced he's re recorded a classic Pink album, The Dark Side of the Moon, which turns 50 on Wednesday. When we recorded the stripped-down songs for the lockdown sessions, the 50th anniversary of the release of Dark Side of the Moon was looming on the horizon, Waters shared in his post on Facebook. It occurred to me that Dark Side of the Moon well be suitable candidate for similar, similar reworking, partly as a tribute to the original work, but also to readdress the political and emotional message of the whole album. The post featured a snippet of Waters' take on Us and Them. and It turned out really great. I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Talk about messing with something that shouldn't be messed with. Yeah, what a dink, man. Well, that's what I think. Like, most people are like, Meh. But he's that become guy, quite the curmudgeon. Well, I heard he was awesome in concert. Our friend Harley saw him when his last pass there. She said it was oh, amazing. yeah, he's amazing, no doubt. No and doubt. Um, he is a knowledgeable person it seems when it comes to foreign affairs and world politics um but he certainly when it comes to artistry he's a bit of a dink like the final cut was such a fall from the wall the wall was so amazing well you can sort of begin to see now why it wasn't possible for um the other guys hang out with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. <laughs> right, yeah. By the way, and, which one's pink? 
<laughs> I would love to sit down with him. I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to alienate him with this conversation, but it is sort of interesting how protective and attached we get to other people's art. If it's ours, <laughs> this happens a lot with star Wars. Like people come out and they're like, that, that movie could have been so much better. <laughs> You know, that's funny because Mandalorian's coming out with its new season, or maybe it's yeah, already. Yeah, I saw episode one. Yeah, so and I was thinking of you, and I was wondering, as a registered official Jedi, are you required to watch all Star Wars series, movies, anything Star Wars? I have made a commitment to the Order, which doesn't require me but be fully compliant with my own integrity. I would, I have to. So it's Mandalorian off to a good start with this new season. It's off to a great start. I got to say this trailer for it. I was like, Oh, I might be in. And then I thought, but I'd have to watch season one. And I'm not sure I'm up for that. Well, the way I look at it is you, if you haven't watched season one and two, you also need to watch, the book of Boba Fett, which is a, a secondary series because there's overlap in that where it has the Mandalorian in it. And if I were sitting where you're sitting, like I would have, I would be so stoked because of so much great star Wars stuff to watch. Like that's two and three seasons full plus whatever start when, when you finally get done, you've got the rest of season three of Mandalorian going to what about um, Obi-Wan? Should I watch that? Obi-Wan's great too. Obi-Wan, in some ways, Obi-Wan is more cinematic and less like a TV show, right? Uh, but what's what's interesting is the flavor of each of these um, shows is directly related to the writing and the executive production. Like, Ewan McGregor was the executive producer on Obi-Wan, and he had a lot of input on, on what went down. He also had enough clout to get... Um, certain characters that we haven't seen much in the other series into the series. Um, And I had criticism of it when it came out. I was like, Oh my God, Uh, they did that. Oh, and I wasn't too happy about it. But over time I was like, well, wait, it is cool. And so that's why I'm intimate with this idea of people having attachment to things that aren't their artistic creation. Cause I felt that too. I was like, well, I think they should have done this. And then I was like, well, wait, no, it's fine. You know, that is interesting. It's also interesting when an individual starts losing sight of what the group brought to the whole, which I think it happened for Roger. Because I was listening to Uma Guma. Are you familiar with that up, Pink Floyd album? No, I'm not. Talk about <laughs> things to discover and have pleasure in. Yeah, it's really good. It was a double album back in the day. <laughs> and I think one of the records is um, live at one of the colleges and the other's studio stuff. But each one of the musicians really brought something. And even Dark Side of the Moon, you listen to Dark Side of the Moon, the keyboards, the drums, the bass, the guitar, you know, the vocals are all integral to the whole. And I think the wall was the same way. And then from what I've heard from Final Cut, he kind of did a Steve Perry and just took over. And um, or who's the other guy from Guns N' Roses? You know, Axel Rose. Axel, yeah. Like So these guys who just take over suddenly and the band's not involved anymore. And I've yet to see it be a better product than what the band created as a whole. 
Yeah, and it's important to remember that, like with the Beatles, they had Brian Epstein, who was the guy who, you know, made final decisions. And then when they get to the later period, they it gets really crazy, and the the lack of leadership and cohesiveness starts to show cracks in the the thing. So I I think that you can do group leadership and group dynamics in a, to a point, but sometimes having a vision helps, right? Um, well, that's a good question. I'm not sure. You know, I have heard people say that that were part of the Heartbreakers or East Street Band that Tom and Bruce are the boss. Like when it came down yeah. to it. Yeah. They were the boss. Yeah. It's their vision, right? Right. And right. both those bands are have names that have the name as the thing. Right. Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, right? Yeah. But look at the Traveling Wilburys. Every single one of those people is a dynamo, right? Yeah. And the way they did it was they just let each artist, each writer, be the one that made the final decision. And I think I can, that's a good way to do it, is you get the guy who wrote most of the material to do the thing. And, I and think they end up co-writing a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, the Beatles were kind of like that at the end from what I've heard, you know, like John would come in with a song and he'd get stuck at a part and Paul or George or someone would throw something in and, you know, John would be like, all right, that works. Let's do that. Well, I started to rewatch the get back show on Disney and it was tough. I started to like when I was first that I was just so, Oh my God, I'm so glad I have this thing. I can't never seen before, never heard before. And I just so like enchanted by the thing. And then on, on the beginning of the second viewing I started to realize, Oh my God, the emotional ennui and the way that they're acting out. And, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, these guys are like 27, 28. <laughs> And and they've been de- doing this. They were like seventeen, sixteen, even and like before oh. that, right? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. John and um, Paul were, I think, fourteen when they started the Quarrymen, right? Yeah, and then they added um, um, George like <laughs> next year or something. But you know what? With Roger Waters, like. He's written some new stuff and going back and rejiggering all the old stuff sort of s- s- seems to hint at this idea that mm, maybe the well's gone dry. Like maybe he doesn't have a whole lot more to say. <laughs> well, according to Roger Waters, say. <laughs> Roger Waters, the love songs, like <laughs> would you buy that album. Roger Waters does Liberace. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I got to so be careful funny. with you. Don't I don't want to get into like um, a time machine with you or uh, something that would jump jump timelines or jump jump universes because I might end up in really weird places. What do you mean? Like Prince sings country. Prince sings the country hits. Hey, speaking, of, you know, I just saw um, a little clip from Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. With um ah shoot chance the rapper doing oh. a country version of it's getting hot in here and he kills wow. it he killed it and that I'm sure I've always respected he's chance so the talented yes yes and I think the way he killed the country version of it's getting hot in here 
shows his talent. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. Um, you know, other bands, other musicians, like when Sting started doing his solo projects and he did kind of a jazzy thing with that dream of blue turtles. And then he went into that mid Eastern kind of feel with, I dream of rain where he had Ofra Haza and, uh, you know, there's certain artists and then like Peter Gabriel, same thing. He can go into these deeper stylistic places. David Byrne. His David whole Byrne. South American thing. Yeah. I think that's that's the way to go. And what it feels like sometimes artists get caught up in the kind of stylistic paradigm that they've created for themselves. Um, and you know, I love Mike Healy, the band Genre Busters, right? It was like, we just do everything, do all these different types of sounds. That was one of the crazy ideas. Yeah, that was, that's always, his crazy ideas are the best. Like, if I could spend eternity in a universe, it would be a little bit hard on me, but I would I would choose the, the eternity in, in the comic book of Mike Healy's brain. <laughs> he just, there's so much know. there. Like all of the old know. sci-fi books he's read and all of that. I mean, it's, it's madness. It would be tough. It would be tough. It would not be easy. But there, there's a lot of heat in that. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We love you, Mike. We're, we're, you're pretty damn cool, man. Um, hey, is that Jim Talley in the background of this photo? Uh, no, I don't think so. Upper left corner. I see it. Um, where was this taken? Oh, no, that's someone in the kitchen at the house where this was taken. Oh, okay. So this was taken in Sebastopol at a friend of um, my partner's and nurse house at a party. I think it was her 50th birthday party, actually. Her 50th? 50th oh. birthday party. <laughs> and uh, all the floral arrangements were amazing on the table. So I just went around and took photos, and so then I... I popped this photo into our background. I, I was so enamored of the candles and the flowers that I, I didn't see that there's a weird bearded dude in the background. Really it's creepy. Like plotting the murder of these flowers. He's going to come <laughs> out later and spray, and, 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 and spray them with vinegar. No, I, I don't know. Looks like it's a very fragrant bouquet. Oh, it's awesome. A great party. We, you know, we did a thing with the Bluetooth speaker and, you know, we got drunk and danced till till it got late nice yeah yeah man our uh, internet we're having trouble yeah i see that the bars are going up and down and and i don't know what that measurement says is that about us or is that about um them it says wi-fi is unstable but i'm hardwired in so i think it's your wi-fi well that would make sense i haven't restarted the router in three weeks Oh, we'll see how this goes. It might be over. Art is yelling at you right now. Yeah, <laughs> art. the photo of art just crying is like so apropos in this moment. What's scary is he's holding that damn gun. Yeah, well, that's why he's crying because he has to shoot another brother he loves. <laughs> you don't have to shoot me, Art. We'll we'll be here next week. Even if this ends early, it won't necessarily be a bad thing. Yeah, three weeks. Damn, Mark. Damn. Hey, I'm going for a record. <laughs> I'm waiting for them. I've heard that there's going to be uh, fiber uh, 
in my neighborhood. I saw them installing it um, back in November and I'm like, they said, Oh, it'll be ready in February. And I'm like, okay, I want it. Call me. Like, let me know. I want it. And, uh, nobody's called me. So I've been waiting. I think I'm going to circle back and, and be, um, call them and say, Hey, come on. Proactive. Yeah. Proactive on the things that are important to you. Well, I don't know. Fiber's important, but not to art. It's really important. <laughs> fiber, he needs it in his diet, man. He needs that fiber in his diet. Don't we all? Especially at our age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your birthday's tomorrow. That's right. 60 years old. Wow. Fucking A. Get you a rocking chair, a porch. No, I got neither of those. <laughs> no. I got hiking boots and a bike, and I need to get the hell on them as quick as I can. <laughs> get on your hiking boots and your bike. What are you going to do? Well, I have a tradition, and the tradition is oh, that I weird. walk the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. Um, and I do it partially because um, I'm testing the theory that will I jump this year. Uh, and partially because the lampposts all have numbers on them. That's right. And I like to go to the lamppost that reflects my age. And the, the side I walk from, the numbers go up. So every year I walk a little further. Unfortunately, this year it's an even number. So the lampposts are on the side where there's no uh, walking. It's only the bicycle lane on that side. So I won't be able to go to the exact lamppost this year. I'll just have to settle for, you know, go to 61. Yeah. So it's like a shadowing of what's to be. Yeah. No photos, though, until next year. I'm superstitious about that. Ah. (laughs) Superstitious. There's a great song. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm uh, my partner's going to surprise me with something. She had me clear my schedule for both Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, nice! So I don't know what it'll be. Uh, maybe it'll be an overnight. I have no idea. Um, the that other tradition I cool. have is yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. The other tradition I have is there's a really, really, really great restaurant and chef in Petaluma, California, called Central Market. And it's a, one of those farm-to-table places, really, really great handmade food. They have a pizza oven, They, but he, he does it, pastas, and he does, like, everything is, mm. and so once a year on my special day, I go there and I have the ultimate in homemade butterscotch pudding. Like, I was, for years, I was on quest to find the, the best butterscotch pudding, and in my uh, mid-40s, I discovered... I discovered it at this place called um, the uh, oh, Larkspur Inn. Lark Creek and Inn. Lark Creek Inn in Larkspur. And they had home, they had the real deal, like made from oh. scratch butterscotch pudding. It was great. And then they closed. Okay. And for like three or four years, they were like, where's the butterscotch pudding? And so I remember trying some pretty sketchy butterscotch pudding just because it was my birthday. It's like this thing and I'm, I was finding it. And then one year I called the central market and I'm like, do you guys have butterscotch pudding? And they're like, yeah, we make it fresh every day. I'm like, Ooh, okay. I'll be there for dinner. They're pricey, but they're worth it. Nice. Yeah. Well, depending on your partner's surprise, because her surprise could be 
where you guys walk the bridge and then you continue down the coast and spend the night in Monterey. Anything's possible. You know, sometimes breaking the pattern is, is uh, worth it. It'd be super cool if she got some of that butterscotch pudding. And so it was packed away for the yeah. road trip. Yeah. It'd be good. I don't know what's going to happen. I, that's how I like it. 60. Damn, son. Yep. You're not far behind me. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know. From where I'm standing, I look very far away. <laughs> yeah. You're already 60, buddy. Don't lie. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. Yep. Yep. Man. So for those of you who didn't know, welcome to the Boomer podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Boomer. What is Boomer? What is Boomer? It's baby uh, Boomer. Yeah, baby Boomer. It means, oh, unenlightened one. (laughs) Boom, boom. How go the lights? Were you ever a Pat Travis fan? Uh, Pratt Travers. Yeah. Not really a fan, but I have heard a few songs from time to time. He always seemed like he had a good vibe. Yeah. His live album, Boom Boom Out Go the Lights, is, uh, yeah. It's, in the song, it's essential. Song. It should be in every rock record collector for sure. Yeah. That and also, um, Rick Derringer's live album. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. If I started right now, could I listen to all of the great classical albums before I die? No. Like, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, you can't. There's still more to be discovered. Like, all of a sudden, I was listening to, um, I found out, because I listened to Dave Grohl's book on YouTube, and Uh I have learned that that's not a good resource for listening to books, because I checked it out from the library. They do audio books. Uh-huh. And uh and I was like, oh, there was a lot missing from the version I heard. But all of a sudden I started listening to the old, you know, seventies and eighties punk bands like Scream and Flipper and Black Flag, and I was like, Oh my god, this stuff is so good. Yeah, he's that's a great book. We were talking about it last night at rehearsal, and I was I was going, No, I really enjoyed it. It's great insight to see how he went from, you know, the high school dropout drummer kid to full on success. And his mom played a huge part in that. She just was like, she got it right away. My kid's not going to be a brain surgeon. He's not going to be a rocket scientist. So she encouraged him over and over to do do what he loved. And uh, that worked out. And, but I have a criticism of the book. Okay. And my criticism of the book is that he basically avoids a whole bunch of the dark side of the stories. Like he leaves out some of the more um, sort of wicked and, you know, dirtier aspects of, of the lifestyle that he led at the time. And I think that's, there's a good reason for that, but I would like to read that book also just to hear like some of the crazy shit they did that he doesn't necessarily want everyone to know about. Well, that kind of like one of the things he talks about is what you focus on is what you bring into your life. And it does have me thinking, you know, like he seems like a super cool guy and maybe it's because he, that's what he focuses on. 
So he mentions Kirk's addiction and yeah, he mentions a bunch of stuff, but not it doesn't really go into that. But you know, for considering what you just said, the fact that he made Hotel Six Six and then kills off his drummer in that movie within four months, his drummer's dead in real life. Like that would freak me out too. Well, he, the whole band's killed off in the movie, except for him. So yeah, you're right. Did you see that movie? I did. I watched it as soon as it came out. I was really stoked to see it. (laughs) I love that band. I love the Foo Fighters. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Taylor died. Yeah, I'm really interested to see because they've announced their tour. Did you see that little animation they created? No, I didn't see the animation. Is that where is that? It's on their Foo Fighters YouTube channel. It's a little like one second thing. Yeah, I'll check it out. I've been, you know, sort of clicking on any YouTube channel that talks about who they think the new drummer is. And that, you know, I've heard a lot of the speculation. And then someone on, I think it was Twitter, said, oh, well, they heard from someone who's an insider at the rehearsals, which I don't, I mean, that's got to be bullshit because nobody's an insider at the rehearsals is going to reveal any of this shit, but that they're going to actually have. No drummer on stage. The drummer will be behind a curtain backstage, and it'll just be the Foo Fighters with some dude, and because it might be a different guy on different nights and stuff like that. And I'm like, that can't be real. I can't imagine. Even if Dave had like a different drummer for four nights than the other five nights, they'd be out there having fun with them, right? Well, man, he likes a band. I think they all like. I think they're all who they are. Like he even talks about, I'm just at the part in the book where um, he broke his leg at that show in Europe. I think it was in Sweden. Yeah. And they they kept playing. And he said how that really was a new chapter for the band as a whole, because they were all about love and joy and music and those things getting through the challenges of life. Yeah. Yeah. So I just can't see him doing something stupid like that. Yeah, it is stupid. So if it happens, I still will say it's stupid. So who do you think the drummer is going to be? God, I have no idea. Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people think Josh Freeze is a big possibility. Um, Rufus Taylor's my choice. Is that the guy you really liked from their... Uh, Hawkins yeah he's but he's tough because he's in a major band that tours and so that would be a big big problem for them Um, so I'm curious you know I'm down to go see him Um, I saw them in the Bay Area when they were at um, Napa at that that festival that's in Napa. That's a that's oh blind. the Bottle Rock, Bottle Rock, yeah. And uh, that was badass because I made the effort to get close. And during their show, they went over curfew. On the cold, you tell I remember the house, yeah, yeah. And he kept playing. They kept playing. We could hear the monitors. They could hear the vocals through the monitors. The guitar, of course, fucking loud. Like, 
you didn't even almost didn't even need the PA with That's those so amps funny. they have on stage. It was That's yeah, brilliant. yeah. So um, they yeah. right now the Foo Fighters are top of the pile as far as I'm concerned. Like you know, I would you know put them on the top, put any name up, and I would say Foo Fighters. Didn't that happen on one of our episodes recently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Foo Fighters are Eminem. Um, you know, um, the book is encouraging me to just be who I am, which I've always Hallelujah. said. I think I've held back from it. Like, look, check this out. Last night, I'm dropping Bodie off at her home, and this car, like, I'm in the road, but there's definitely room where a person can get by me. And this car stops ahead. It's nighttime. And then it comes up slowly, and the man rolls down his window. And he's an older man, probably in his 70s, and his wife is next to him. And I roll down my window, and he says, I just want to back up, you know, right there, this driveway that's right in front of us. And I said, all right, I think you could do it. And the wife goes, no. And I went, I think he can, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no holding back. Wiltker unleashed. <laughs> Look was, out, world. Like, Here he comes. And what was hella funny is Bodie and I were listening to punk, and I was like, oh, I think they pulled up at the wrong moment. But fuck <laughs> it. He did. He he goes, you know what? I think you're right. I think you can. She's all, no. And he did it. And I was like, you know, fuck you, woman. Sit there and shut up. You're not driving. Wow. Yeah. Well, I am in full approval of you being your fully expressed self. If not now, when? Exactly. If not right? now, when? Right. Stardom awaits you. Finally. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. find out. I'm not worried right. about that. That's a little or scary. Or cancel cult. <laughs> one or the other. Or both. I guess you have to be a star before you can be canceled. So, hey. Why not? <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about being canceled either. There's an L a little bit of English. It's coming to me. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Speaking of stardom, I do have a callback I'm going to tonight in San Francisco for a independent short film. We'll break a nose hair. Thank you. I'll do my best. <laughs> Speaking of this kind of stuff, how's your person? You're so, um, um, meeting on Saturday or Sunday with my producer. We both kind of out of it for a couple, three weeks. And, but we have, um, a collection of demos as they are that need to be improved. And then once we have those, we're going to start going out to different musicians that we're going to use to supplement and, and augment. And we've made about of the 11 songs, there's, about 80% of them, we know which ones are going to be just acoustic and which ones are going to be full band. So the full band ones involve more rehearsal time and getting the right players. One in particular, um, <clears throat> which is called Down by the Ocean, uh, which is written by um, Nigel Healy, an amazing songwriter and performer and just all-around good dude, um, Michael's brother. Um, he has given me permission to record that song on the album. So it won't be uh, an authored song. I won't, I didn't write it, but it's such a great song. And whenever I play live, I tend to perform it because it's just such a great song. And um, when we were doing the Illumination album back in 2016, I managed to, we had hired an organ player to do the songs on that. They managed to steal him away because the band was like off 
we weren't in recording something and he was there ready to record and there was some kind of lull in the action and i'm like hey say to the producer can we just quick throw down i'll just throw down on this mic right here which was the vocal booth mic song and have him play along with it just capture it we want just as a as a you know rough cut and uh the guy played really good and the man was a little miffed that I, I stuck the time in, but I got, it was only three and a half minutes and I got it in there. I went back and listened to that recording and the guy's great. And so I, I talked to the producer on that record and I got the name of the keyboard player from that. And um, I talked to, there's a guy in, who moved up from LA, a guy named Alan Hertz, who has really good equipment and really good analog equipment and a B3 Hammond organ in his studio. And I found out that he's got that and he's tuning it up. And so, one of the things I'm definitely going to do is go pay for the session with this keyboardist in this studio to get his part on Nigel's song because it's really going to fit. Um, and it's going to be a, a band song, but it's not like you might imagine, like a full band. It'll be trickling in. It'll be acoustic guitar and organ and bass, and then like the drums probably won't come in for the first minute 30, and then they'll come in soft, almost like there's – your blankets on the drum. It's going to be an interesting thing. Um, so yeah, I'm working on it. And the, the tentative title is "Bone, Blood, and Breath." No, right. "Bone, Wood, and Breath." Sorry. Bone, wood, and breath. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening with that. All right. When are you and I going to go get tattoos? Um. Hmm. I don't know. Did you talk to my partner about my birthday or something? I don't know. <laughs> no, what are we going to get tattoos of? We're going to get tattoos of the Moped Outlaws logo? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. before um, that happens, <laughs> we better make sure you're on board with that logo. <laughs> yeah. It's growing on me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mold tattoo. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm you know, I don't really like to show people behind the scenes, but I, I like our logo and we were talking about the other day. Could we have something else as well? That's cool. Um, and, uh, what's the name of the artist again, Greg? Do you, what's his name? Brian Bent. Brian Bent. Like he's an amazing artist. He's done some amazing stuff. And the fact that he, you know, took the time, energy and attention to come up with the, what we got is great. Um, and you know, I'm kind of a middle of the road guy. Right. So for me, if I were in charge, if I did a Roger Waters on our logo, it would probably water it down considerably. <laughs> oh, that is something we found out about each other. <laughs> like I go raw, hard punk and you're like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, give me an acoustic guitar and, you know, fuck Johnny Rotten. Fuck. That can take a flying hike. He sucks. Send your cards and letters to the hosts at mopedoutlaws.com. <laughs> Johnny Rotten is awesome. It's in his name, right? In fact, um, what's that song um, that he did with the. the Who cares? Who cares? PIL. Public PLI. Public Image. No, no public, PIL, Image, public PIL. Image Limited. Yeah, yeah they have that song I love so much, you know. I feel for you. Totally lost. Anyway. There's that song that you love so much. I, I, I have my, you have my passion for that. Hey, where are we on um, playing music on our 
podcast. It's not doable. Not without a whole bunch of money. We started Twitch channel and then we could play whatever we wanted. Man, Art is just saying, Mark, if you don't restart your Wi-Fi next episode, I'm going to use this gun I am holding in my six-year-old hand. Yeah. I'm going to go back, and when I do the promo videos for this week, I'll just get all the glitch. It'll just be all the glitches. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. It'll be Last like the week max was all the laughter. This week's right. the glitch. That's the name of this episode, The Glitch. Glitch episode. The Glitch of the, the, the Low Low-res <laughs> <low res> Mark. <laughs> Somewhere deep in the oceans, hidden from view, where unknown life forms have been growing, Danger lurks, and now Ping Submarine takes you on the adventure of a lifetime to discover the depths of the dark, dark ocean. I don't know what came over me. What? Isn't there a sound like down by the, oh no, it's down by, that's Neil Young, down by the river, I shot my baby. Yeah, yeah. Down by the river. That's one thing we could do. We could do all of the great songs we love if we did them. We could yeah. perform them ourselves. Yeah. But um, that the, the results might not fit intentions. Yeah. And Mark's frozen. Frozen in time. I'm not frozen. I'm right no, here. You're not. Your Wi-Fi sucks ass. Yes. Yeah. Well, how do you really feel, Blink? I feel like I should take this gun and put you out of my misery. <laughs> I like you the way you phrase that. Put you out of my misery. <laughs> well, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Deep in the bowels of the ocean. <laughs> I found I found my my best joke and it's in the barrel of this gun. <laughs> hey, um, are you a Wing fan? Wing? Wing. W E N the band Wing. Oh, um I've heard, from what I've heard I like them, but I haven't really gone deep at all. I barely know any of their music at all. But from what I've heard, I'm an, oh wow, these guys are good. Yeah, they're badass. Yeah. Um, and I feel a little shame being like, I couldn't name a Ween song right now. And they're, they've been around for a long enough time that you'd think someone who likes music would have heard how their music because they are really great. Uh, they have an album that's pretty much all ocean themed. It's pretty good. Um, What's it called? I think it's called Moss The Mollusk. The I think the it's mollusk? called The Mollusk. But I'm not a. I can't. That's either a song on it or the name of the album or both. Great album. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about album. a concept album myself. What? It's called Mall. M A L L. M A L L L. And it's um, heavy metal songs done on the xylophone. I like it. You know, like Enter Sandman. Obey your master. Ding, 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 ding. ding. 
<laughs> I have a concept album called Mall also, but it's M A U L. Oh. And it's just noises of bears mauling people. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings up an incredible subject. The cocaine bear your, movie. Your audio just kicked in. The cocaine bear. It's yes. finally out. out. And I and, hear uh, people are loving it. <laughs> like, whose idea was that? Like, I want to know more about how this came to be. I heard it actually happened. Like, I heard yeah. it was real. So that's it. Truth is stranger than fiction. You can't you can't make this shit up. It just happens. Yeah. But are we gonna see they are we gonna see the cocaine kangaroo? Are you know are we gonna yeah. see, King, see King Kong and the cocaine cowboys? I mean yeah. <laughs> King Kong and the cocaine cowboys. <laughs> I think that's a bad name. <laughs> yeah, or a porn film. Oh <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man, we are having technical, like my computer, the fan has been screaming through this whole episode. Do you hear it at all? No, we're not hearing it in the show from what I can tell. That's good. And, and your audio just like two minutes ago suddenly lifted up to audible levels. Uh, well, who knows? No, that, it was good. I don't yeah. know. Maybe this will be an episode we throw out. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll call you tomorrow morning and say, we got to redo it. <laughs> Let's do okay, it I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. This will be um, the lost episode. The, oh, it'll be, there'll be two episodes that come out on March 6th, and that you can pick and choose, episode one or episode B. <laughs> the story episode line. A or episode two, right? Uh, yeah. But you have to wear the same shirt. Because I'm going to take them and I'm going to cut cross-cut them. So they absolutely make no sense. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I would love that. Yeah? Yeah. But it'd be a little hard to listen to. Who fucking cares? <laughs> We're doing right, this for our, you and me. That's that's our motto. That's the title of this episode. Episode 92. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I right. know people that care. I do. Really? And they're in yeah. Istanbul, apparently. <laughs> And you know what? If you're just tuning in on episode 92, it's just starting to get really good. Greg has decided he's not holding back anymore like he ever was before. And now, <laughs> now it's really going to be something because you know what? In order to keep up, I'm going off the charts, baby. Yeah, I like it. I feel like John Belushi walking up the stairs in a toga glancing over at some pecker with an acoustic guitar and just smashing the fuck out of it. Yeah, pick that bitch up and smash it! Down by the Mild thing. <laughs> you make my heart You make my heart feel kind of okay. You know what? That just reminded me of, oh my God, I just forgot the name of that comedian who did that whole, like, Tiny Tim. Thing. Sam Kinison. Oh, Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Yeah. He went off the rails in a big way. <laughs> yeah. I've heard um, Joe Rogan talk a lot about, like, people, usually stand up, who 
started to believe they were the character they had made up. And Sam Kinison's one of the guys he mentions where they just kind of got lost in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm about uh, 35 minutes into the latest Joe Rogan. Uh, and I'm like super into it. Oh, why am I forgetting the name of the person that um, it's an English comic? Oh, um, yeah. Ah, shit. Um, fuck. Right. And he has his that own guy. podcast. Um, it's, yeah. We're he both, was get me we're, to the Greek. Right. We're, we're both having a senior moment. Oh, here. We can't no. Remember this, guy's that, name. this is but not it, good. I, I want to sit down with you and watch it together and have a conversation. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. That's and right. That was without Google. So fuck you all. Fuck you all. Thinking of, yeah, I was Googling, but it came to me before I could even type it in. So fuck you all. I'm not old. So speaking of strange uh, support from the digital gods, today uh, I have a meeting after the podcast about a product that I want to get to market. And so I had chat GPT give me 275 possible product names for this product and it was fun because it it came up with you know it was like you know how you sit around the room and you're like hey man we need a good name for this and like you get like six or seven and no everybody goes eh, none of it's yeah. really that great and and then the product never comes out well i got 275 and out of that i picked 24 and i took took those 24 back and i said well which one's going to be the one that makes the most money and it picked two it says these two are probably the best and i, I was i knew it was right and i was also a little disappointed because there's they're kind of middle of the road names they're not super exciting but they are perfect for for a product name oh right? that's so funny but did you just say moments ago that you're a middle of the road guy yes Chat GPT's picking up my my thing, man. Yeah, why are you disappointed? It nailed it. Well, because I wanted, you know, something with a little more excitement in it. Not so. so can you say the names? What's one of the names oh, that weren't picked? Rejected. Yeah. Hang on. Let me uh, pull up my document here. Little bitch muffins. Little bitch muffins. Yeah, that's it. The toothpaste that eats away your enamel. All right, so th there's 291 uh, entries. Pick a number. 63. Okay, I'm going to 63. The family power tower. <laughs> the dildo that does. <laughs> All right, pick another number. Uh, 72. No, I can't use that one because it's too close to the one I picked. Okay. Uh, 126. The Supercharged Citadel. <laughs> All right. So Tower is definitely as part of this thing. <laughs> it's a dildo, isn't it? Well, we're not trying to guess the product. You get one more number and then, uh, then we're done with this game. <clears throat> okay. Three. Oh, boy. Because it's the magic number. The charge cattle. The charge cattle? Castle. Oh, castle. That's oh, so funny. Castle, tower, citadel. What the fuck product is this? Well, you'll know after the show.
It's a sheath that you put on your penis that gives it another 12 inches. Hey, we got a new sponsor this week. Yeah. You know we what? We got adrenochrome soda and shark skin condoms. They feel good going in. <laughs> oh, that's very sad. Adrenochrome soda. They did stick with us. I was very happy with that because well, that yeah. is the soda from the mouth of babes. Shark skin <laughs> condoms. Um. If I have time during my uh, meeting with my um, entrepreneur partner about this other product, I'll ask him like about adrenochrome soda. Yeah. <sighs> I was thinking about that. And um, I would love it if it was in the Dr. Pepper realm of sodas. Meaning Although, that's the flavor? Like dark like, cherry. Yeah, have you ever drank Mr. Pibb? Yeah. Is it good? Not compared to Dr. Pepper. Fucking Dr. Pepper is so good. Mr. Pibb is the Pepsi of Dr. Pepper, basically. Yeah, and Pepsi is the Pepsi of Coke, so fuck right. Pepsi. <laughs> right? Right? There's only one Coca-Cola. New energy jink from the Illuminati. A drink chrome soda. Yeah. What's the um, sodas from Mexico? I just spaced out the name. Super Santa? sweet. No, no. Um, that's what I wanted to say, and that's not it. They're oh, really know. sweet. Um, I don't even know that one well enough to think I've forgotten it. One moment, please. While Greg is checking the Google. Jarritos. Oh, yeah. Really sweet. Forty two grams of sugar in every yeah, bottle. Exactly. At all. <laughs> Man, I love them though. I don't drink them very often. I drink them as often as I drink alcohol. I bet they go good together. Oh, probably would. alcohol and rum. Or yeah. rum and those sodas would probably go together. I don't like- I can't even like I can't remember the last wait, I can't remember the last beer I had, but like I've been I haven't drunk any alcohol in a long you time. You talked about your be- last beer you drank last yeah. episode. Yeah, that's why. Bitter beer from Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bitter beer drinker, are you? Oh my god. I was thinking of you yesterday when I was watching a Will Smith post on social media. So it's out there today. Okay. And uh, you should go check out his most recent uh, post on Instagram. Um, Uh I don't want to talk about it here because it won't be that meaningful for the audience. But go check it out because it'll be meaningful for you and me. All right. Hey, speaking Uh of that kind of stuff, do you know Chris Rock is doing a live stream stand-up on Netflix this weekend? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's wild. There's like a preliminary to it with all these friends of his doing some sort of thing. And then he's doing his live stand up and it's and then there's a post show thing and it's all live streamed on Netflix. So you have to watch it when it's on. I think well, maybe so. not. Maybe it'll be on there afterwards, well, too. You can watch it afterwards. I what I hear is that his stand-up will be available afterwards, but the pre-show but the and the won't. post-show won't. It's an interesting way to drive uh, traffic to Netflix. They're, they're definitely, that you know, live TV. Who knew in the streaming industry that we would go all the way back there and that that would be the thing that brings people in? It is interesting. It's an interesting <clears throat> world. 
uh, we're innovating again because here we are. Yeah. Live stream TV yep. with the Moped Outlaws yep. and Zero Audience. Yep. Well, tomorrow I promise to come back from the the lamp post that uh, number sixty one. Right, I will be back. Promise. I promise. If I get a call from your partner, it'll be because she threw gonna... me over, and it's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we should we end with happy birthday? Uh, no, because I'm superstitious about it. Don't sing it to Happy me unless it's... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Recording stopped. <laughs>